Hello, my name is Gustavo Ribeiro. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Brazilian Report. This was supposed to be the 100th episode of our Explaining Brazil podcast. We had prepared a very special episode to release this week, but then the coronavirus happened. As you might have already noticed, today we are not in our studios on Rua Augusta in Sao Paulo. We are actually recording this episode over Skype, as the Brazilian report has gone full home office mode. So this time around, conditions are less than optimal, and we apologize for the audio quality. The first time we talked specifically about the coronavirus outbreak was late in January. We spoke to Rosanna Richman, one of Brazil's leading infectious disease experts, and she told us how Brazil could escape from a major public health crisis. Dr. Richman's analysis was made in a very different reality. After that episode, Brazil would not record a single infection for another month. Cases in Europe were still in the dozens, so yeah, a lot has changed. Brazil has seen its number of cases jump from 3 to 300 in less than three weeks, and even the president might be affected. And still, he acts as if nothing was going on. Jair Bolsonaro has called the COVID-19 crisis a fantasy created by corporate media and has done everything in his power to undermine his own administration's efforts to contain the spread. Meanwhile, the health minister has given a warning. If you live in Brazil, brace yourself for a rough 20 weeks ahead. I'm Gustavo Ribeiro, and you're listening to Explaining Brazil. On March 11, 2020, the World Health Organization made an announcement. In the past two weeks, the number of cases of COVID-19 outside China has increased 13-fold. And the number of affected countries has tripled. COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. Since mid-December, the novel coronavirus has quickly spread from the city of Wuhan in central China to every continent in the world. The pandemic has overwhelmed China, South Korea, Iran, and Italy. It is spreading fast in places such as France, the US, and now Brazil. In Brazil, the spread of the virus has been an odd one. Before the virus had arrived, the country seemed to take precautions, passing laws to establish quarantine rules, allowing the government to fast-track the purchase of medical supplies and declaring a health emergency. Leon Marshall, hello. What has happened in Brazil since the coronavirus arrived? Hi, Gustavo. Well, you know, as you mentioned, cases are really beginning to pick up here, even in the presidential cabinet, which has been quite interesting. Uh, a week or so ago, when returning from an official trip to the United States, uh, President Bolsonaro received the news that his very own press secretary, Fabio Weingarten, had actually tested positive for the virus. And now, over a dozen members of the president's delegation who went on that trip have already had confirmed infection. Which means that around 4 or 5% of 
all cases in Brazil come from that plane, that presidential plane back from Miami. And still Bolsonaro seems completely oblivious to the outbreak. I mean, the health ministry has acted responsibly since before the virus arrived, asking people to avoid unnecessary travel, take basic precautions such as washing their hands and avoiding close contact with people. Yeah, that's true. And Bolsonaro, in the, in the meantime, has actively been putting his supporters in danger of infection because so many people around him have already tested positive. That means that the president himself is considered a potential case. Now, he's been tested for coronavirus once already. His results reportedly came back negative, but he will now undergo a second test anytime now. And, you know, we might even have the results by the time this show goes live. And meanwhile, there were the March 15 anti-Congress protests uh, Jair Bolsonaro incited online. Yeah, so these protests ended up being quite small. They probably ended up in like the low thousands nationwide. But Bolsonaro, who was on doctor's orders to remain in isolation, he actually decided to leave his house and head down to meet a group of the protesters, shaking hands with them, using their mobile phones to take photos. You know, suggestions are that he had close contact with at least 272 people. This gotta be a new law, even for an administration that houses flat earthers, coolmongers, science deniers. And it's not just that, it's extremely dangerous because we've also seen other Bolsonaro allies dismissing the outbreak with one powerful evangelical pastor even calling the COVID-19 harmless and that fear around the virus was the work of Satan. You know, on the streets on Sunday, we saw scores of people who were repeating Bolsonaro's conspiracy theories about this coronavirus. This kind of behavior from a country's leadership is revolting. I mean, to slow down the spread, you have to act as if you already have the virus. You have to avoid office spaces, crowded areas, bars, subway situations. I mean, nobody wants to do that, but you kind of have to. Unfortunately, I know that many people cannot do that, especially gig workers who must put themselves out there and expose themselves if they want to earn any money. But that's certainly not the case with Bolsonaro and his acolytes. Yeah, and there's another potential effect of Bolsonaro's behavior. It seems to have made him even more isolated than he already is in political terms. Because, you know, as our premium subscribers will have already read in our daily briefing on Tuesday, leaders in Congress, they're no longer expecting Bolsonaro to actually help with this crisis. They're just hoping that he keeps his mouth shut and just doesn't make things any worse. A sort of political quarantine, so to speak. Yeah, something like that. And, you know, Congress is currently studying ways to avoid having to gather their lawmakers in the same room because, you know, many of the people in Brazil's Congress are older and therefore more vulnerable to the disease. We've got House Speaker Rodrigo Maia has talked about using an app to vote on important bills because they're trying to pass everything they can related to this COVID-19 outbreak. Ewan, last week we talked with economist Monica de Boli about the real and very palpable risks of recession for Brazil. What are governments at municipal, state and federal levels doing? Well, 
economy minister Paulo Gedges, he doesn't believe in government intervention in the economy, but he was in the end pushed to do something about it. Uh, first of all, he proposed a 28 billion real plan, which would assist pensioners and uh, retired workers. And Rodrigo Maia, the House Speaker, he laughed at this idea, saying that it was, quote, barely nothing. Um, so Gedges designed a new plan, which would inject almost 150 billion reais, or that's 50 billion US dollars, into the Brazilian economy. What is the plan like? A lot of it is just reshuffling money that is already out there. There's a minimum amount of actual new public money being spent in this program. Uh, the focus of the plan is to advance certain benefits for the more vulnerable populations of Brazil, postponing tax collections, and you know, generally helping companies and individuals who may be in distress with the coronavirus outbreak. It is a plan that dwarfs next to what other countries like France or the U.S. are doing, right? Yeah, so the U.S. are talking about a package which is worth $850 billion, um, which is definitely a lot more than what Brazil is proposing. And France, as you mentioned, they're going as far as suspending utility bills and rent payments for some small businesses to try and you know keep them afloat during this uncertainty. And what about local administrations? Uh, a few have already declared a state of emergency, like the state of Rio or the city of Sao Paulo, right? Yeah, so in the state of Rio de Janeiro, we have bus lines which are restricted to avoid intermunicipal traffic. So like from one city to the other, these bus lines have been completely shut off. And the governor of the state is asking people to kind of, you know, have a bit more common sense. Because as we mentioned before, a lot of people in Brazil are acting as if it's still business as usual. And we had scenes at the weekend of the beaches of Rio de Janeiro still drawing large crowds of we had you know we had some great weather but you also had the fire department shouting at them using megaphones and telling them to go home and what about schools so many states have suspended classes but there's no consensus around whether this will actually be a beneficial measure because in brazil for many children school lunches are the only proper meal that they get each day so what some schools have been doing is suspending their lessons but then allowing kids to turn up at lunchtime in order to eat their meals. And even before we wrap things up, uh, is Brazil's public healthcare system ready for the upcoming surge of cases or are we destined to become a new Italy? That's going to depend uh, because if people start acting reasonably, you know, avoiding going to the hospital unless they have serious complaints, you know, there is a chance that Brazil will come out of the other side in quite good shape. But there's still a big behaviour problem on behalf of the public. Uh, the only way the country is going to contain this virus is if the vast majority of the population respect the health ministry guidelines, practising self-isolation whenever possible. And if this doesn't happen soon, yeah, it, it could get ugly. For more detail on how prepared Brazil's public healthcare system may or may not be, you have to check out Lucas Berti's piece on the Brazil Report which we will link to it uh, in the show notes. Uh, Ewan, thank you very much. Thanks, Gustavo. And to everyone listening, make sure to wash your hands and stay safe. And you should know that we have launched a live coronavirus blog to update you on the latest developments around the outbreak in Brazil. 
it will never be paywalled because we want everyone who needs this sort of information to have access to it. Just go to brazilian.report coronavirus. And if you want us to continue delivering the best news about Brazil in English, support us by subscribing to the Brazilian Report. Plans start at less than $4. We have new content every day to keep you in the loop about what is going on in Brazil. That will be all for now, and please protect yourselves and avoid leaving your homes. Stay put and enjoy our podcast. There are 99 other episodes waiting just for you. I'm Gustavo Ribeiro. This was Explaining Brazil. Explaining Brazil.